welcome to the final round review of the 2021 season. We're doing a quick grand final and home and away season wrap on today's podcast. And it's all thanks to Sportsmate, Footy Live, and of course, our good friends at Simmons. And every day across Australia, it's tools up for Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join hundreds of Australians, they're welcoming home each month. Talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. And a couple of boys who aren't great builders. In fact, I don't know if they've ever picked up a tool in their life. It's Nick Gulimino and Gordon Hunter Meredith. Gordo you got first. That right. Gordo oh, first. Mate, mate, haven't picked up a tool in my life. I've spent all weekend re-plumbing my sink. But uh, oh, anyway. there you go. You've had a lot of trouble with plumbers over the years, Gordo. Um, we've waited all year for this, though, mate, because it is yep. time to officially apologise to the Melbourne Football Club for doubting them. You called them pretenders all season and you said their coach should legally change his name to Simon Goodloss. The floor is yours, Gordo. Apologise to the Melbourne Footy Club. I will. I will start by irreverably apologising to the Melbourne Football Club for not believing in you sooner. But there is context to this non-belief. No, there's so no. I was, just apologise. No, no. That's I it. want to give the full the full context. The full context here is you think of the season of 2018 when they made it all the way to a Premier Final and got absolutely smashed out West. That's that's the hoodoo they just overcame on the weekend. And congratulations for that. That season, I was one of their biggest defenders. I thought this is the year that the longest drought breaks and it didn't. And then they went backwards. As you said, good loss, good yeah. win was probably more the mantra. They'd have a good win and then all of a sudden they'd take three weeks off, self-congratulating themselves. That's what we learned over the two <laughs> years. They went backwards. They missed finals. They came back. And then this year they finally did it. And all of their habits died hard. But as you know, Jimmy, you're a person that likes to hold a grudge. In particular, yes. you know, in, in those most closest relationships, you're like, you've hurt me once, you've hurt me twice. <laughs> Don't fool me three times. And that's, that's what, right. how I was with Melbourne. And that's so I was right. like, you're going to have to prove it to me. You're going to have to prove it to me in finals. They did it with a huge preliminary final win, but so did the Doggies. There was nothing there to say that they were absolutely guaranteed except that they knew it. Obviously, Simon Goodwin went out and told Mike Sheen at the start of the season, you know, we're going to win this if we're healthy. And it doesn't so, really sound like you're sorry here. Good congratulations Just- to Melbourne. I was wrong. Congratulations to the Mel- yes. Congratulations to the Melbourne playing list, to their staff, to their supporters. Enjoy it. Well done. This is the moment you get to live for when pundits <laughs> have to eat their humble pie, and I'll be eating lots of it over the off season. Yeah. Now, Enjoy hang the on. Win. Let's see what happens next. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. Halfway yes. through the season, when Melbourne had their slump. You also doubted them. You said there's no way they're winning the premiership. You backed in Geelong and you asked Gordo and Gordo and I who we think yeah. we're going to win the premiership. And I stuck with my gun, said Melbourne. And I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at one point Gordo may have as well. Um, but no, you no, Gordo, no, said, Gordo never believed in him. I, okay, I, I okay. my pick with my pick was Geelong. To win the flag, I never said Melbourne. But couldn't. you doubted them. You said they couldn't. Of course, do it I doubted finals. them, but I never said they couldn't. I wasn't a Gordon oh, and said no, they're trash it? and they're pretenders. I oh. just said I don't because it's fifty-seven years is a long time, Nick. I said I literally said on the podcast I'm only going to believe it when that siren rings because it's been 57 years. It's hard to believe in them, but I, I said they were capable. I never and I full disclosure full here. Full disclosure here. Mm. I believe there's a couple of messages flying about in the uh, in the chat at halftime of that of that match on the weekend, where all of a sudden we're crowning Norm Smiths to the that, doggies. Yeah, we're saying Bot is God, that Melbourne's cooked. And Bloody so, crow. literally until the last quarter of this year, no one <laughs> believed except them. So that's I what, am sorry that exactly I did not believe right. sooner, but I am <laughs> definitely not the only Nico? one. 
scored a how is oh, Nico bloody Jimmy. texting all game going oh Melbourne are gone they you know give the uh, give the no, Smith I, I to said, this player that no. player and no one replied because we're like we're not stupid no, enough no. to go early here after Bontempelli kicked his third goal oh, that's right. game, give it to and they went out to 19 points I'm like oh you may as well give it to Bont now but you would be lying to yourself if you didn't think Bontempelli had it wrapped up after that no, third goal I didn't goal. think wrapped up they because anything could happen Nico dogs. that's why no one replied to you oh. <laughs> oh my God, Nico loves to go the early. Come car, on, you, you cannot. You cannot. He was having say conversations with himself that. over Messenger. <laughs> my God, hey boys, let's get to the important stuff. I want to know who the hero was over the week, and obviously wasn't Nico for going early on the text messages. Gordo, give us your hero from the weekend. Well, as much as I want to make it the bomb, because that seems to be the storyline <laughs> of the year. He didn't win the Brownlow, and he didn't win the Norm. He didn't win the Grand Final. He's not better than EJ yet. Better luck next year, but it has to go to Christian Pilicarca. Mm. I like to go left field a lot of the time, but you just can't ignore it. Yeah. That was an absolute incredible performance. People say, you know, Dusty like. No, it's now Petrarca like. He set the standard. <laughs> he has set yeah, the standard yeah, so. for what a grand final performance is. And it it just it flooded throughout his team in that second half and mm. yeah, just incredible they, stuff. They, they took a disposal off him as well. I could have sworn he had 40 by the uh, end of the game. And as I was looking at the notes 39. here, I was, I was looking in the app and it's like, not 39 and I'm taking all the news feeds. Yep. 39 equal to Simon Black. Maybe it's yeah. like a Bradman respect thing. Like if you go past yeah. Bradman's highest score, it's disrespectful. We can't go past Simon Black's highest disposal count in a grand well, final. Well, don't worry. That's well, your, that's your role, Nico, now to go back, watch the replay and count his touches, please. And you can let us know officially how many touches he got it was he was a hero on the weekend I think him and Oliver really turned it around in that third quarter um and it was seven goals to two in that third term actually and that's what basically won Melbourne the game Mm. but when you remember back to the start of his career he did his knee and and all the all the these supporters thought oh god we're cursed pick number two we're never going to get success but he's turned it around Mm. remarkably well and a couple of seasons back I I can't remember the actual journal who said it was it Shane Crawford? I don't know. Someone compared him to Dusty a few seasons back. Maybe it was three seasons back, and everyone kind of scoffed at it and everything like that. But he's just he's lived up to it, and it is hard to live up to that expectation. Um, and he did it remarkably and, well. And in, and in situations like these as well, you have to feel sorry for St Kilda because they picked up Paddy McCartan over Petrarca and also Jack Billings over Bont and Pally. So they could have had Bond they could and have, Petrarca. And Petrarca as well. In the same team. Couldn't, yeah, that's oh, right. Well, it's, it's funny how everyone now that Melbourne's won it, everyone wants to bring up St Kilda and then the fact that they've got the longest <laughs> drought now. But uh, no, how, how good was he? Unbelievable. I thought he's matured as well over over mm. the years. And when he when he yeah, teared, he's teared up a couple of times now after the game when speaking about the fans and how long they've waited. So oh he's just unbelievable. I think he was one of the best on ground uh, for um performances after the grand final as well for his celebrations. I think Max Gorn got the uh got the three votes, but he was close. Uh, and, and good on him. Yeah. Hey, Nico, who was your hero? My hero, I mean, other than Christian Petrarca, he was the obvious one, but it had to be Bailey Fritch. Six goals in a grand final. Um, hasn't been done since Darren Jarman in 1997. Mm. Um, and he's the first play, first Melbourne player to do it in 73 years. And Jimmy, your favorite player, Jack Muller in 1948. I love him. Uh, yeah, Checker. that's it. And yeah, he, he got the D's rolling really in the game with the first goal. And then when they were down by 19 points in the third quarter, he was the one that kicked back-to-back goals mm. to really start that resurgence. So yeah, he was he was incredible. If, it, if it's not Christian Petrarca, it has to be Bailey Fritch. It was his second one, wasn't it, Nico? You know, the first one he kicked, which is like, oh, it's not over yet. Here we go. But then mm. straight away, I think it was the one over the back where he kept his feet. 
and then and, and put it through and then you thought oh here they go the d's so it's, he was really crucial like he, he didn't look nervous at all and like uh, when i talk so much about melbourne's inefficiency in front of the big sticks i mean for a guy like that to go out and kick six goals i thought it was great and gordo your man the one you love jack watts now when when he left melbourne um, it was hard to let him go, obviously, because yeah, he didn't live up to the expectation. But he was a heart and soul player. Like he's he's, he's a great man. So when he went to Port, though, they got pick thirty one. They used that pick on Bailey Fritch. So Jack Watts going to Port resulted in in Bailey Fritch and resulted in a flag, maybe. So it's funny how you look back on these things and those key moments and uh, sliding doors moments. We like to talk about boys. Hey, um, Gordo, have you got a low light for? The season in general or just the grand final? Which one do you want to go with? Yeah, we'll go the season in general. And yeah. I think as much as that game was exciting and it was in the balance to a three-quarter time, it ended up in a blowout. And that's mm. happened quite a lot this year. The prelims were blowouts and basically foregone conclusions from the very start. And we've had, you know, this final series has been quite not the viewing spectacle. It's been a spectacle in the sense of this great storylines, the drought was broken, and we'll get to that in, in the highlights section. But I think at the start of the season... The AFL made some changes to the competition. They wanted to hunt the goals. They followed in the, the lines of Professor Sam Duncan, goals equals excitement. Yeah. And they've got a less exciting product <clears throat> a lot of the time now. We have games where it's almost impossible. If you get on a three, four goal run during the season, okay, I, I accept that. That's okay. If a top team plays a bottom eight team, blowouts happen. But when the majority of your finals games, the best of the best, end up in absolute blowouts, I think there's a, there's a, what do you do now? Like what yeah, what do you, you do? Do you try and make a more exciting product in season and have a less exciting product at the finals? Or do you say bad games happen in season? So what do, you, make- do you think it's because of the, the rule chain? Like you think it's because of the, the man on the mark rule, that sort of thing? I think that's yeah, why the blowouts. The, the tactics that coaches used to use to stop the bleeding, you, you so can't do it anymore. Well, yeah, it, it, has to, no- it has to be the 666 rule then. Obviously, yeah, it's not, because, but that was in place last year. And we had the tightest season of all time, didn't we? In terms yeah, but we of, also had the shortest quarters. Yeah, that's true. We had short quarters, but the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, shouldn't it be you've got the ability to do the like the grand final was a perfect example of that. You can get on momentum runs, that's fine. Like, that's that's great. That's a great part of it that you hmm. can't, you know, coaches can't influence the game and put you know extra men back. I don't mind it. I'd rather see either a really tight game or one team smack the opposition. I love that when teams get on runs and kick cuts. Maybe I'm different, but so you would rather like a, a not so much because of the scoring. grand final, but just because the whole final series seemed to be as soon as a per as soon as a team got into a position of of ascendancy, it was very hard for the side. Like, I, like other than the other than the grand final, as they leave that one to one side. Basically, if you won the first quarter in the finals, you won the game. Uh, and so, it, but by that by that margin, like you got out to a two goal lead in the first quarter, you basically mm-hmm. that was Bevo's tactic as well, like to defend via the scoreboard, go out hard in the first quarter, and then you can basically mm-hmm. dictate yeah, terms. Which yeah, is sport. I understand that. But it's kind of like order. when we when we are uh, when we talk about you know wanting to have a more exciting product and have the games live. It's like the things that we're doing, the things that the AFL think they're doing to improve the excitement of the game is actually giving us a lot of the time worse results. So um, Interesting take, Gordo. Yeah. Uh, Nico, what's yours? What is your low light for the season? It had to be all the COVID interference. I mean, the season started <clears> off fairly well, uh, got our hopes up for, you know, an interrupted season and, then it all went downhill halfway through. Obviously, the games had to stop in Sydney and then Melbourne. I think Queensland copped it a couple of times too. And, you know, come finals time, Bulldogs had to do the whole journey the hard way. And you have to think, like, if, if they were playing games in Melbourne, um, would the results – I mean, 
Could they yeah, have won they, a premiership? They, they played the, four, yeah, four finals in four different states, I think. So, yeah. Exactly. And even for the Ds as well, um, although the fans won't care, I guess, at the end of it all because they won the premiership, but um, it wasn't in Melbourne. And yeah. I, I liked I liked the grand final being in Perth. I think they put on a good spectacle, but, I mean, nothing beats the MCG at the end of the day. And, yeah, I, I think it's a bit, of, yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment. I think. It is, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, in, like in the moment, you know, you threw it everything like that, but you look back on hindsight, the Melbourne fans aren't there. And I, mean, I heard on, on the radio and talk back, talking to um, some of the G squad members here in Melbourne, and it's just like they're excited and happy, but at the same time, they've gone to every single game before mm. this or the last two seasons and have suffered through it and they weren't even able to be there. That It mm. is sad. And I hope there comes the moment where when we come back to Melbourne, they can put on a big family day show here and, um, and live it up because it yeah it, it is sad and the whole season like Nico mentioned it's been it's been a weird season and I didn't like I hate the grand final at night and I hate the grand final being away from the MCG I don't I don't care it just doesn't feel me like the grand final to me and it felt yeah. nothing like it a grand final week and we had that buy before the the grand final as well yeah. it just didn't feel like it at all so no grand it, final parade that's right it took a bit of magic out of it. Mm. Sorry, and before I thought I was imagining the Gore, you were talking about the finals. Like the doggies did win by one point over Brisbane. So there was that tight one. I was had to think back. I thought maybe mm. I've gone mad. But <laughs> there yeah, was that one, one of, tight one of eight. But... One of eight was a tight <laughs> final. There might have been more. But I think it, you're right, Nico. I did take it out of the dogs that they had to fight, you know, four four finals in four different states and then that one point win and it really they were they were um they were gone. And uh, you saw the numbers in the um the last like when the D's got on that run in the third quarter, the dogs couldn't put up a fight at all. They were absolutely spent. So maybe it would have made yeah. a difference, who knows? But that's right. Let's talk about the good stuff because you guys are pretty negative and pessimistic most of the times. What's what's the highlight, Gordo? Well, the highlight is the story behind the Melbourne. As you said, it doesn't feel like, you know, grand final week, but mm. walking around and I had the pleasure now we have the extended 10K radius. I got to <laughs> oh, do, a, do a cheeky lap of the MCG the day after Very the grand nice. final. Very nice. And I saw Jim Steins wearing a scarf. The statue. Yeah. I saw Norm Smith wearing a scarf. The statue. There was That's families. Right. There was groups. There was friends. All in there. Melbourne. I've never seen so much Melbourne kit, and I'm afraid there are a few bandwagoners out there. At the uh, they come out of the woodwork just like whatever the gets supporters. you through. Whatever gets you through the pandemic, I don't mind. And so I, I have a quote actually from a very good writer, Nick Hornby, who wrote Fever Pitch about following oh. Arsenal. Oh, Hornby, yeah. And it's called, so please be tolerant of those who describe a sporting moment as their best ever. We do not lack imagination, nor have we been saddened or barren lives. It's just that real life is paler, duller, and contains less potential for unexpected delirium. And there is no better cure for the year that we've had in Melbourne than Melbourne, the joke of a club that it was for many years, mm. being the centrepiece, the, the standard bearers, the success story of the AFL again. And, uh, yeah, it's just good to see people getting excited about a sporting match. Like people yeah. at the start of the year were like, it's, why are we playing sport? COVID's more important, deaths, lives. And it kind of proves that, yeah, we need these things to, to stay happy, to stay hey, sane, to stay human. That's what sport's all about and to enjoy that excitement. And I saw neutrals getting quite excited about certain players they knew or just the fact that they knew a Melbourne fan that gets to have, have a premiership success mm-hmm. and that feeling waking up on a Sunday being like, how good. And so it's not perfect but it's a lot better than than not having it, I suppose. So Definitely. That's my highlight. Yeah, no, that's good. And I, I agree. There's so many stories that come out as well. Nick McCullum, who's a um, 
Channel 7 uh, news uh, reader and reporter, and he's also on 3NW, and he would speak. He's one of the biggest Melbourne supporters of all time. And he was speaking about that, the, I think, the week before they went to the MCG. Around the MCG, there was a, a guy who used to be a tram driver, and he was handing out these um, coins from 1964. I can't remember. It was like a one cent or whatever it was. And he was handing out these coins to, to all the, the Melbourne supporters there. And Nick McCallum said he brought it out at uh, at half when they were 19 points down. And that was a lucky charm. But all these different, it means so much to so many people. And I also like that Melbourne was the best team of the season and they got what they deserved. They're on top in the top four all season, first minor premier since 1964, fewest points conceded since 1964. Defence was amazing. The first time ever they had five All-Australians from the Melbourne Football Club in the team. And Simon Goodwin was named Coach of the Year. How good's that? And also you look at the final series, they beat Brisbane by 33 points. It should have been more. They smacked along by 83. They beat the Bulldogs by 74 undoubtedly the the best team of the season. They got what they deserved. We don't always see that. So I thought that was great. Nico, what's your highlight? My highlight, Jimmy, was just the season of unpredictability. I think the AFL will be very happy. They got what they wanted. It was an equal season. Well, I just um, finished I telling you that Melbourne was the best all season and they won it. <laughs> well, no, I don't think, yeah, but yeah. like you said, during the season, mate, you didn't back them once. You were backing Geelong. No. So I don't think yep. we can comfortably, uh, at any point during the season, we could never comfortably say who was going to win the premiership. And yep. that theme continued in finals. Uh, Bulldogs caused a few upsets and it wasn't really until uh, three-quarter time of the grand final that we could comfortably say um, the premiers are going to be Melbourne. So, yeah, I think they got what they wanted. Sydney made finals. Essendon made finals when they weren't meant to. Um, yeah, it was just uh, – and no one would have predicted Richmond finishing 12th or whatever it was. So You had to bring yeah, it up, I, didn't you? No, I'm just saying, and, and the Ds <laughs> as well, they, they didn't even make finals last season. Yeah. So it, it was just it, – it, like rewinding back to the start of the season, if you looked, uh, went into the future and looked at what the ladder finished as, uh, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't have believed it. So, yeah, mm. I, th- I thought it was a great season. The AFL got what they wanted and um, here's to more of that in the future. Yeah, let's hope so. And let's hope we can get back to a bit of normality next season. Hopefully we can go to the MCG and enjoy it. So mm. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, another another big highlight I thought, well, did you hear about the Stephen May story? So he'd, he'd done his hammy obviously, in the prelim and had the week off. But the, the the medical staff didn't tell him how bad it was. And I think he didn't want to know either. But it was much worse than what – there wasn't just like a um, little bit of tightness. He's actually torn it. And so he played out the grand final. The medical staff didn't tell him how bad it was because, it, you know, and he's played out the game and found out after. But to play through that pain, is just these little stories that come out, like the Basher Hooley one last year. And I'm enjoying now the off-season that we, we can revisit these moments. I'm looking forward to watching the game back. And, um, I mean, I watched the highlights again, but I want to watch the full game and, and relive those emotions. I thought it was great. Hey, boys, before Dario Casale, who's written in, um, nearly every week. So he's one of our, our biggest fans, which is great. And he was looking forward to that apology from Gordo as well. He wanted us to rate because we we graded the rest of the teams. I think it was the first week of finals. We've got to give a grading to the to the teams now uh, at the end of the season. We give them, a, like, pretend we're the school teachers and we'll see how they went over the season. Will we start? I think we've got to do the remaining six teams. So yeah. we will start with GWS. So what grading do we give them, boys, for their season? Oh, B-plus was the instinct, so I'll go with B-plus. Obviously, yeah. you know, 
another one to apologize to, I suppose, but I had them oh. big. I got, I borrowed Nico's big red pen and I ruled them out of contention of finals and saying that, you know, the whole ship's going to fall apart. And uh, yeah, they made finals. It has to be pretty good success. I still think they chronically underperform for what they've lists got and what they've lists had, but all the stresses they had this year, yeah, the COVID year, the injuries, the bad press they had from the documentary, they turned it around enough mm-hmm. to make funnels and, and make it through the second week. So, yeah, B plus, I reckon. Yeah, same reason as Gordo, but I might give them an A because, like, they, Oof, had, the worst, no. they had the worst injury list in the competition they all did. season. Even though they've got a quality list, they had to overcome a lot of adversity and they didn't play in their um, home home state for more than half the season or whatever it was. So, yeah, it it has to be it has to be the Giants getting an A and yeah, and they won a final as well. Let's not forget. So I think mm. they overachieved considering um, everything that went wrong for them. Yeah, I'll give them a B. And and they had, uh, I mean, they got a lot of injuries, but even at the start, they weren't performing that well. They could have done a little bit better at, at certain times, but they had a lot of injuries. So considering that, they made it through. I'll give them a B. Not too bad. Uh, we'll go next to Brisbane. Mm. For what do we think? the miners, I think they got lucky by scraping into the four. I think the dog is probably more deserving of that top four spot than Brisbane was, and we we saw that by the end, by the end of the year, obviously. Um, and they just haven't quite. It's all kind of there, but not there at the same time. At, on their best days, mm. they're one of the best teams in the competition. On their worst, they they put in some really confusing performances. <laughs> And I don't know where you go to from now. They missed last year with everything in their hand, a Brisbane final series and a Brisbane grand final. They missed the opportunity. And this year they miss it again. And once things yeah. go back to being more Melbourne-centric, which is what we hope for, uh, it's going to yeah. be more and more difficult for them to get back to the grand final. So I think they missed their chance. And so because of that, it's probably a B minus. Missed their chance. Ooh. Yeah, I'll probably have to say either a B minus, C plus around that mark. I'll say I'll say a B minus, but I think overall they've stagnated a bit for the last three years. They've they haven't really taken that next step, and I think this year we we expected them to. I think um, so. Yeah, and they go out in straight sets. So actually, I'll go with the C plus because a B would mean they at least win a final. So yeah, they didn't do that. So probably a C plus. We'll be back after a quick break. see just as flat to mm. see because yeah that, that was their opportunity this season they'll never be hand well the type fingers crossed they don't get handed a fixture like this again last two seasons have been pretty comfortable sitting up there in queensland that opportunities yes they missed hipwood um they had a few injuries but still they wasted opportunities especially yeah. like if their midfield doesn't perform then they don't win games and then you know i think there was too many players in that yeah. final series who failed to do what they needed to do so and then, like Gordo said, they just scraped in, didn't they, to the top four by literally a point. So, 
Yeah, C. And they're probably lucky to get a C, I reckon. Just passing. Port Adelaide. So this is where you get confusing, yeah? Like, are we saying against all teams or are we saying against their own grade? Because, like, you made the prelim. Yeah, People are bloody yeah, excited great, when you make but... a prelim, but <clears throat> they've done that before. They've been here before and it was a worse result. So is it another B minus? <laughs> C plus seems harsh because they made the prelim. But again, it's these at, at home. Oh, it just mm. seems, again, it's another missed opportunity for oh, the God, You wanted to be club. a teacher. You've just, you've got to give it straight. Yeah, give it's, it, a, give it's, it a, it's a, it's a, it's a C plus here for Port. I think coming into this year, that were my tip with Geelong. Mm. And so if you're grading them, the expected grade is going to be a grand final appearance and you get absolutely smashed in a prelim at home. Yeah. Yeah. C, C, C. You passed, you C. made the prelim. You made expect you, you meet expectations. expectations. So talk it through, guys. It's a C. <laughs> Let me have C. Yeah. Good one, Gordo. Yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. They they choked in that preliminary final. It was all set up for them. Um, let's not forget all the <laughs> things that went against the Bulldogs. And yeah, we we almost uh yeah, we'll we'll betting uh Port Adelaide to be in that grand final. They 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 had they were one supposed to be comfortable it, to be winners, really. They were, supposed they were. To be and to go winners, go yeah. down the way they did by what like 70 odd points. 71 if, points, yeah. Yeah, they they choked. So oh I don't know. I'll, I'll say a C plus because the home and away season was very good for them. Um they did finish on top last year and they finished second this year. Yeah finals didn't go the way they wanted. So yeah I'll say a C plus. Yeah. Same reason. I'm going to go C, not a C plus. I'm not as generous as Nick because they did choke prelim and two years mm. in a row. I mean, it was a great opportunity. Maybe if they had a closer prelim, I would have given it to them. But no, exam week, you were there. You stressed out too much. You couldn't even finish the paper. You get a C. And they just got enough marks to pass. <laughs> talking exam. This is a good analogy. Gordo, yeah. um, <laughs> let's go to DeLong. This might cause controversy, this one. I think we could almost go as harsh to say, that it's an F. He's <laughs> gone the F. Well, like how many? Gone the F. This this was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I was thinking. Like if Simon Goodwin, if Simon Goodwin has the gumption to tell a, a dear journalist at the start of the season, if we are fully healthy and things go our way, we will win the flag. Then surely Geelong, that's been there and done that prelims and grand finals year after year. Surely Chris Scott's saying to his close confidants, "This is the year. Like this is it." We've added more pieces. We're ready to go. We've still got Hawkins. We've still got Cameron. We've added Smith. Dangerfields mm. hasn't got that much longer left. Selwood doesn't have that much longer left. This is it. This is the time to go. And it looked like it. Everyone doubted them. They're, they're too old. They're too old. They're too old. They made the finals. They got to the prelim again on neutral ground against a team that they had the wood over for a while. And then they choked it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're F. giving it an F. F. It's an F. What about, yeah, Nico? I'll say a D, but yeah, same same ground as Gordo. Um, they had to win it this year, and I think you know I, I might be alone in saying this, but I reckon their windows shut. To be honest, mm. uh, that's I, it. That's it. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm almost in favour of Gordo to go an F here because I tell you what, at the start of the season, they had an opportunity to, to yeah. think about what they want to do, and they went all in, all in. Bang! I'm going in. Yeah, we 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 are. And what um, happens if you go all in on poker and lose the hand? You end up with nothing. That's right. I mean, we've done a lot of analogies here with poker and school and exams, and I did. It's an F. It's an F because they and they failed so hard in the prelim, didn't they? I don't care if you got gastro or whatever. Still, it might be a half legitimate excuse, but 
you failed because you put it all in for this season. And what it means now is it's going to be really, really tough to get back from here mm. because they have to decide what they want to do. Are they going to try and go again or are they going to rebuild? Are they going to like, cause you know, when you recruit three players like that, just particularly for this season, then yeah. that's it. You fail. Prelim, bang. I'm giving you an F, Geelong. All right, last one before. We know what Melbourne is. It's a triple A plus. So we'll go to the Doggies. Doggies is the last one. What do we grade them? It has to be an A. Uh, they, they overcame the odds in finals. They mm. they did the tour over Australia and knocked off all opponents. They got to Perth. And, yeah, they fell short. I mean, they, they made it to three-quarter time. It was a good game. But I don't think anyone could see <laughs> that last quarter playing out the way it did. I'm not going to mm. take anything away from their, their mark, though, that's... They were, they were brilliant this year. I mean, they, they finished fifth, but yeah, the finals again, they stood up. Yeah. I think I'm giving them an A minus, not because of the finals performance. The finals was excellent, but they put themselves in a hard position. Mm. So they had they had dips and troughs throughout the season that cost them. They should have been top two. They should have been a much easier run in finals, but they they let themselves get it the hard way. Yeah. So they and that means that they are less likely to win on grand final day. So yep. the grand final we got was the one that we wanted, the one that we deserved. They were the two best teams in the comp. But because of the the, the slacking off, to use the the school analogy, you know, you were sitting on the back <laughs> not paying attention. You missed out a few little bits and pieces for the exam that cost you in the end. So an A minus, mm. but it, things looking pretty for next year as well. Mm. The first time ever I agree with Gordon wholeheartedly a minus i think i agree you lose the last three games of the season you make it harder for yourself it's like not sleeping before your exam you just make it harder for yourself you're cramming you don't know what you're doing you you use all up your energy and you just yeah a minus still would have been irrelevant though if they are if they won the last quarter and won the game they you know those last three games of the season would have been been, but they didn't and we would have been insane yeah, but they didn't. That's what I, I try to use that in my To quote Nathan Buckley, it's a results-driven business. <laughs> That's right. I try to use that for my VCS. I said, hey, but if I got these corrects, I would have. I would have got 90, but I didn't. That is that so, is fair enough. It is fair enough. Hey, last boys, we're going to end up end off now when we can't wait for next season. We're going to be back bigger and better than ever. I want you to give me one highlight from this season doing the podcast together. Was there a highlight? Or maybe it's just a low light entirely. What do you reckon, Gordo? I think the highlight, just in terms of pure uh, entertainment and chicanery and uh, and viral sensation, was the day that Nico introduced us to the red pen. Oh yeah, God! When Thank he, you, Gordo. That you. was, <laughs> and I stuck <laughs> was... by. I stuck by my word as well. He was so excited that and day as well. I could see a grin on his face as he walked into the studio, and I'm like, "What is he grinning about?" And he was Richmond, just waiting for done. it, pulling out the paper, doing a big theatrical show, and putting a line through <laughs> Richmond. That was a good highlight, Nico. What was your highlight of of this year? My highlight was just, you know, having the opportunity to see both of your faces during lockdown. I mean, without the podcast, we wouldn't be doing these video calls. So it's just a bit of an opportunity to catch up and talk some footy with you guys. Mm -hmm. I think you have to enjoy every moment. So I think my highlight is today. It was just uh, living the presence. And it was great to recap the season with you boys. It's always good to have a laugh and a chat with you. And like Nico said, with lockdown, couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without the listeners either. So if for the last time, if you want to hashtag the round review on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever you want to do, and we'll try and get back to you. We appreciate everyone who's listened. And we appreciate the AFL for putting on a great season and letting us talk about something. All right, guys, we'll be back next season. So tune in then and uh, enjoy the summer break.